Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you had a, a chance to pause your life and go back and relive your childhood, would you do it? Pause your life. Yeah. Go back. I don't know. Many say they'd love to relive their childhood, especially the time between the ages of 7 and 10. All right. When everything was magical. There's a list of things adults miss most about childhood. Things like, uh, you know, not worrying about money, summer breaks from school, Christmas, always having energy, not paying any bills, not having to work, not having aches and pains, being really excited about birthdays, going to the beach, sleeping soundly. These type of things, hearing the, uh, the ice cream truck. This whole thing seems like an exercise in depression. We're always so focused on looking back. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. We spend way too much time pining for the past. If you're you're sitting there thinking about, oh, what would I change about, you know, high school or, you know, growing up, if I I could talk to myself, Mm. my my younger self and give the, yeah, just talk to yourself now. You went through it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're screwing up now. (laughs) Fix what you're screwing up now. Yeah, we really do. We we love to. Not only do we love to to fondly look back through rose colored glasses, we we love to spend a lot. Well, we don't love, I guess, but we do spend a lot of time at staring back at the bad moments mm. and, and claiming it's why I'm a mess now. Right. You know, I didn't get this, I didn't get that, so that's why I'm screwed up today. And we kind of transfer it onto our kids in some in senses as well when. We try and prevent them from making potential mistakes that we may have made. Yeah. You know, you're not happy in your career and you think, oh, you know, I don't want my, my kid to follow in that. Mm. And, you know, Evan is at the age now where they start talking about people, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm. Right. And he's starting to think about things that he wants to do and things he'd like to do. And you know, I said, you can't really decide that now, but. You can decide what you don't want to do mm-hmm. <laughs> or or what you can't do very quickly if you, you know, aren't getting good marks in school or you're not following up, in, you know, a certain path and, and you could you could really eliminate yourself from certain careers quickly. Although Evans certainly he's at an age where, you know, they bounce all over the place oh, when, all, when, all when, the time when uh, when you guys were over at my house uh, for a swim. Recently, in, in about a 15-second uh, conversation, he went from, I want to drop out of school as he heads into grade 7, is it? Right, yeah. Uh, to, I want to go to Texas and be a fireman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, we well, don't know. You can also be one here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when it is about Texas, that's so interesting. Yeah, engineer, military, he's been all over the map. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I just think that we spend uh, so much time looking back uh, fondly because we, uh, you know, we... How we pine for a simpler time or whatever. But I, I can almost guarantee you that if you were to go back um, and, and go through some of the things, the terrible parts, like homework or puberty or getting your heart broken, like there's all these things, right, right that aren't so pleasant about being a child. And I also think we just, we see the clock ticking and we ache to try to reverse it. You know? I mean, I wouldn't mind being a teenager again now, Right. I mean, we think sometimes they have it tough, but mm. boy, if we look back to oh yeah, you know, sneaking into the woods with a magazine in a brown paper bag, <laughs> think boy, you got Wi-Fi on your phone. <laughs> Why do you got to go back to your teen years? I still do that now. <laughs> 
Ladies, if you are a mom, are you a cool mom? Do you think you're a cool mom? Are you kind of like Amy Poehler in uh, Mean Girls? Um, Many moms uh, like to believe they're a cool mom or they care. They actually worry about the idea of whether their kids think they're cool. Oh, for sure. I don't think my parents for one second, certainly my mom, <laughs> never I hope Craig and Tracy think I'm cool. They could care less. Well, the difference being there wasn't social media that your mom had to keep sure. up with. And, yep. You know, humble bragging going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was lucky, too. The, the window of time where my kids and social media became a part of their life. Although both of my boys, I got to applaud them on this. Neither of them bothered with Facebook, Instagram, or any of it. Mm. Nothing. Which I, Daniel, or sorry, David will post occasional stories from working up in Nunavut, but he never shares any personal stuff or, or any of that. And Daniel has nothing to do with it. So uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know that I had any influence over that or his mother, although Maria has next to nothing to do with social media either. But yeah. we were lucky, I guess, in that uh, uh, our kids kind of came of age. They were, just before it, right? Yeah, I mean, they were uh, they kind of became teenagers and beyond as it was just booming. But, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, everything is posted and everybody judges everybody well, else. I think a lot of the things we do now, you know, running around trying to keep up with the Joneses mm-hmm. is because, you know, one, we're embarrassed that everyone else is doing all these things mm-hmm. and we feel like, oh, maybe we should be doing more. Or you're worried your kids are going to see it and find out that, Hey, they got to do all of this. You know, it used to be just a, a March break trip to Florida. Right. You know, some families got to do it and some didn't. Now, you know, it, it's it's every, you know, amusement park, theme park, uh, special, uh, you know, mm. fun fun things to do that are getting posted all the time. Yeah. I, I, you know, see, for me, it would seem that that was always more embarrassing when it was right in front of my face. I I don't know that I would really care if, if you and I were raising kids of the same age and I noticed that you were taking your kids all over the world. I don't know that that would phase me or guilt me into doing the yeah. same. Well, yeah, I'm, but, I'm not one that gets guilted into doing it. Right. I just think there are a lot of people that do. Right, right. No, but my point is that I, before social media, I would feel bad about something like if my boys came home and their best friends had gone to Disney World. Right. Because they're hearing directly about it, right? The fact that somebody I barely know has gone to Disney World, but I think, yeah, we get all so caught up in all of that stuff. I was always blessed I guess with this job that when March break came around we were always in ratings yeah. so I could never go anywhere because I could never have the time off so that was my out not that we couldn't afford it I just oh I gotta work kids got uh-huh. no choice. so anyhow things that uh, your kids uh, would like you or prefer that you don't do so that you can try to be I guess a bit of a cooler parent uh, they, they hate it if you use nicknames in front of their friends mm. like calling them sweetie or say your kid's name is James and you call him Jamie. They they, they right, don't like yeah. you uh, sharing any nicknames. That's a classic one, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. No one wanted that. Mm-hmm. It's like your mom giving you a big kiss in front of all your uh, friends. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Drop, no. Me off. Drop me off around the corner. <laughs> in the other town, I'll walk back in. <laughs> or spitting on a Kleenex and wiping your face. Uh, shouting their name at sporting events or any other event they're taking part in. Right. Calling them out, screaming their name if they're on the ice or in a baseball or whatever. They don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And and listen, hockey is one of the you know the great examples of it where yeah. some parents think it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I've been on the bench side of things and kids are embarrassed mm-hmm. by it. Especially when, you know, it's an an idiot 
You know, you're acting like an idiot out there. And then I'm sure you've been on the other side of the glass. Oh, yeah. Yelling at them, and then it's fine. Uh, you know what? I, I've done pretty well with my with my yelling, because I know I've got a recognizable voice. So I, I find my way of occupying myself otherwise. You really see yourself as a big deal, don't no, you? No, I just, I just don't <laughs> want to get embarrassed by that. Uh, and finally, kids, all of them say, uh, if you want to try to be cool, Never dance in public. Right. Both parents stop it. Mom makes a fool of herself, and Dad looks like he hasn't danced since (laughs) BTO broke up. When Nine Inch Nails comes out, Mom starts dancing. Sit down, Ma. (laughs) Sit down. This is pretty impressive. This is the fastest yodeler in the world. Here's what makes him more impressive. He's playing the accordion, of course, and smoking at the same time. Wow. Got a dart hanging out his mouth and yodeling. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. I, I've, been, uh, I've been fascinated as of uh, recent with the cigarette smoking again. I think I'm going to take it up. Because uh, I, I told you the story about the guy in the tug of war while he had the dart hanging right, out of his yeah. mouth. Now cool he looked to you. And if you see any, of course, footage of the Rolling Stones, which of course it's all over the place these days with Charlie Watts passing, there's a lot of cool footage of Keith playing guitar with a dart hanging out of his mouth. Mm. I wish, you know, I was a smoker for many years. and uh, But the doctors just came along and said, it's really good for your eyebrows. I'd be right back on it. <laughs> there was one thing in cigarettes. One positive One positive. Yeah, it was even in the in the movie Nine and a Half Weeks, uh, of course, which I watched many many times as a younger man. Uh, there's a great scene where uh, Kim Basinger uh, strips to, for Mickey Rourke to uh, Joe Cocker's "You Can Leave Your Hat On." Gotcha. And he's just sitting on the floor with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, watching her strip. That's a man. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, And I thought this was really cute. Uh, I just heard this, um, some audio that was sent to us. This is a a viral video right now. This is a mom. And she's, uh, you know, doing some some street, uh, giving her kids some uh, street strengths or street smarts. Okay. Teaching them, uh, you know, when you get a little older and you're allowed to go out and roam around. the advice? Yeah, just uh, things to be aware of uh, when you're out there uh, amongst the public. Take a listen to this. Wait, I want to ask you something. Listen, if a stranger comes up to you and says, Hey, little girl, do you want some candy? What would you say? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Good manners. Yeah. That is great. (laughs) That's a tough one as a parent. Because you were doing something wrong, but at the same time, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's it's funny with, with kids when you're trying to teach them stuff like that and they come up with answers like that. You can't help but laugh. It's kind of like when you, you know, you first hear your kids use a, use a swear word and and uh, and they use it right. You know, they, they like I, I remember hearing my boys like drop an F-bomb at each other when they were playing video games or something. But not only did they use it in perfect sentence form. Right. They got hard on the F and they really... <laughs> I wanted to just go downstairs and say, listen, boys, <laughs> if I've taught you anything, yeah, I've taught you how to drop a good F-bomb. <laughs> this makes me laugh. Men, we're, we're just delusional. Um, many men think they do most of the chores oh. around the house. Most? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go with that. The same amount of women say they actually handle 
most of the chores. Here's the thing about us guys. We'll come in and hang up our coat, and we think we've done it all. (laughs) Weren't for me, this house would be a disaster. Right. Um, Now, there are some chores that uh, men do more than women. Things like um, cutting the grass. Right, yes. Dealing with clogged drains. Okay. Changing light bulbs. Outside of that, women basically do it all. And especially, you know... (laughs) The guys, the guys' chore was to change light bulbs. So we invented light bulbs that don't have to be changed right. for like ten years. <laughs> Just got to figure out how the the lawn could cut itself. Oh, we're working oh, on it. You're we fake. Have, you're fake. Uh, uh, fake grass. <laughs> artificial turf. Yeah. Or uh, remember at the uh, sportsman show a couple years ago, we gave away like an automated lawnmower. Right. We just got to get everybody in the house now to shave their heads so they don't clog the drain anymore. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of dudes that, that will do some vacuuming, so we invented the Roomba. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we are unbelievable. Uh, women do most of the cooking, cleaning. There are some show, uh, chores that we do share. Men and women both will uh, feed the pets or walk them. Dishes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and men will clean bathrooms. Okay. Well... When it's they've made the mess of it. When, it, when we've made when it's disgusting, <laughs> but we'll man clean it, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is just a quick wipe around. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't get in for the deep clean. No, we're not no. deep about anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> and many like to think they're deep. Oh yeah, but they're not. No, ask your wife; she'll tell you. Well, I finally found out why I'm not getting farther ahead in my career, Lucky. <laughs> okay. It has been studied and found. It's harder to get ahead at work if you're not so good looking. <laughs> That's my problem. You got a face like a boot. Pretty people tend to be hired more, get better performance reviews, and make more money. Go figure. Uh, but there is a trick that can help people who aren't as fortunate in the looks department. Stand like Superman. Researchers held mock job interviews and evaluated people on how effective their job pitches were. In the first round, managers viewed the good-looking people as more hireable, partly because they were more attractive, but also because they were more confident. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, they're good-looking. Right. Yeah, confident posture Mm -hmm. says a lot. Yeah, I walk around like a question mark most (laughs) of the time. Who's the boss in The Simpsons, the old man? That's kind of how I walk around. Mr. Burns. Uh, For the next phase, researchers had the less attractive people do their pitch in a power stance with their feet shoulder width apart, hands on hips, chest out, chin up, the way Superman poses. And basically it evened the playing field. Huh. Just stand there and you're like Superman. Right. Yeah, I guess if you go into whatever job it is and you look meek and 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 like unsure, not unconfident, yeah, as to whether or not you could even do the job, uh, people will pick up on that when they're interviewing you. I would suggest that prior to the interview, you jump into a phone booth as well and change into your Superman costume. <laughs> yeah, go into the go interview more. in a Superman costume. That's <laughs> your tighties. <laughs> it's uh, boy, oh boy, it's one of the most intimidating things. That and meeting your uh, your girlfriend or boyfriend's parents, but going for a job interview, especially if it's a bit of a cattle call, if you've ever been waiting in an office uh, uh, area and uh, the reception area, and there's others, you know, waiting right. yeah. for that interview. 
Uh, and if you really need the gig, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's one thing when you've already got a job and you're out looking for others and, and talking and you've, yeah. you know, you go in more confident because sure. ah, I don't know if I need this. You know, yeah. I, I kind of want it, but if I don't get it, I'm fine. There's some that go in and think, boy, I don't know what I'm eating tomorrow if I don't get this one. Great movie called uh, Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks, uh, where this guy dies, goes to heaven, and he has to basically defend all his decisions in life. It's very funny. It's from the 80s. And there's one scene where uh, he uh, he has a job interview the next morning, <clears throat> and he's out for dinner with his wife uh, the night before. And he's like, uh, let's go through it again. Let's rehearse the interview again. You be the employer. I'll, I'll come in for the interview. And she said, I don't want to do this again. And so he, they're sitting there over dinner, and she's asking him questions, and he's totally confident. I, uh, I've done this. I've done that. I'm an expert in this. I, I know how to handle that. What kind of money are you looking for, she says. Uh, I can't settle for anything less than 85. I need bonuses. I need this. I need that. And just has it all laid out. And then it cuts quickly to the job interview the next day. The employer says we can pay you thirty-two five, and he says I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're out of work, that's what we do. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety-four nine, The Rock.